In our Life Journeys series, we track the lives of a series of different West Australians over the course of a year. And today on Afternoons, we meet a Perth grandmother who's also an inventor. Lorraine Sullivan invented an ingenious way to keep hats on heads and she was well on her way to business success when a freak accident set her back. And she joins us on Afternoons. Hello, good afternoon. Fantastic to have you as part of our Life Journey series. Oh, it sounds lovely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk to start with about what you invented and where the idea came from. Oh, well, um, I'm sitting on the couch and, and after buying five hats and getting frustrated with them all, and it was terrible, uncomfortable, and I couldn't keep them on. There, there were straw hats and cloth hats and, and a cobra and then a, a tighter a cobra and then I put drawstrings on them and, and, and I couldn't keep them on. And then I'm sitting on the couch and I'm thinking, gosh, what does it take? How can I buy the, the right hat? And then it dawned on me and I thought, oh gosh, the problem's not the hats. It's not my head, it's our hair. Fancy trying to sit something on top of our slippery hair and expecting it to stay there. And then I, in my mind's eye, I could see hundreds of little fingers, we'll call them, about five millimetres long. And I thought, oh, now if I could get, put that in a hat and have it pass through my slippery hair, then I can sit the hat on my head. And I thought, oh, I wish I could buy one. And realising I couldn't, I thought, well, I'll get some latex, drill holes and I'll make me one. And I did exactly that. And, yep, it worked just like I hoped it would. So I went and applied for a patent and, yep, eventually it was granted. And, you look, you're so casual about it. But, I mean, lots of us come up with, you know, great ideas when we're, you know, in the bath or on the couch or chatting with friends or whatever, but not very many of us actually follow it through. Are you, would you describe yourself as a, an inventive person? Oh, definitely. I really am. Um, I'm the eldest of 12. And I've been like that, a tinkerer, I, I suppose you would call me, um, pretty much all my life. Um, I'm always visualising things and how I would like to improve that and how I could fix that. And I, I do it constantly. I, um, you know, I worry myself sometimes. I think, well, I've got a grasshopper brain. Anyway, um, yes, I've thought of lots of different things and never followed, followed them through. But honestly, I think, you know, if ever I should make good money, um, I'll bring those other things uh, to fruition. And this one was so um, was such a simple idea. Was that sort of part of the reason why you thought oh, I can handle trying to get this one as a product? Yes, um, I I thought hard about it and tried to remain a, um, objective. And I asked myself three questions, and I said, uh, "Would I buy this if I could?" Uh, and my my answer was yes. Then I said, is it affordable? Yes. Um, is it easy to manufacture? Yes. So, yes. And even when I went to the patent attorney, um, I told him, showed him my drawings and said, I want to file for a patent. He said, well, he said, it's too simple. He said, others would have done this dozens of times before. And I thought, well, it can't be right because I'd be wearing one if that was the case. <laughs> 
and uh, I said, file it anyway. Initially, it was um, to keep hard hats on heads. And the first one was to keep hats, caps and visors and that on our heads. And my son, he he is a concreter and wears a hard hat. And, uh, of course, they're bending down and uh, up and down and flipping around all the time. And uh, his boss had come to all the men and said, and threatened them, which was only a threat. He said, if I catch the next person I catch without a hard hat, I'm fining you $1,000. But the boys were really frustrated with it. And then my son came home and said, look, he said, Mum, can you do something for hard hats? Fix my hard hat. And again, I could see what in my mind's eye what needed to be done. And I said, sure, absolutely, I'll fix it. And so there you go, another product up and running. And it works very well. Fantastic. And look, you were well underway with this. It sounds like it was going really well. And then you had a, a, a fairly major setback, if I could describe it that way. It is actually possibly the most freakish accident I've ever heard of. Can you, can you tell us about that? Oh, yes. Only if your listeners promise not to laugh. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the volume down. <laughs> it's terrible laughing. It's terrible laughing. I feel awful. I've got to turn my microphone off while you tell this. <laughs> well, we went to um, Hillary's Boat Harbour, my family and myself, and it was the milk carton regatta. And uh, we're sitting on the grass area um, and having a lovely time. And when uh, they cleared all the people out from the middle and uh, put a cross down, I thought, oh, skydivers. So anyway, we're we're having our lunch, having a lovely picnic. And then one of the skydivers come flying in, knees on his chest, great big six-foot-two man. And I could see him coming and I didn't have time to get up. He's coming right for me. So then I tried to imagine I was a worm and I would lie down and stretch out and make myself as thin as anything to get underneath him. (laughs) But uh, his buttocks slammed into my hip and bowled me over. And and, uh, at the time it felt like I got up because he was sitting on me when he stopped, you know. (laughs) And uh, so I got up and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, no broken bones and no blood. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. And But I had what, what I felt was, if you could imagine, a Chinese burn of the body. Oh, goodness so it, me. it was all stinging inside. And uh, unbeknownst to me, he had um, wrenched the sacroiliac, where the hip joins the spine. Uh, he had torn that and... and um, uh, torn it away from the bone, and absolutely, I sh- I sh- I shouldn't laugh. It's just it's the it's the it's the vision of it. <laughs> well, do you know what? I figured this could be a good thing. It was raining men. I caught me a handsome one, and I felt it was it was owed to me that I should keep him. You know, but well, I guess when it's raining men, girls, and we catch one, well, no, nah, you've got to hand them back. You were robbed, Lorraine. I'm talking to Lorraine Sullivan on Afternoons as part of our Life Journeys series. So, I mean, it, it, it is hilarious. I just have that vision of him zooming down with his knees up to his chest, all, you know, deep in concentration. <laughs> and the horror you must it have was. felt when you're frozen in time trying to get away. And yeah. T- but how frightful. I mean, you're obviously really badly injured. It was. It was very bad. And uh, it totally... Um, 
my pelvic ring was completely unstable. So it would it would move and twist and bend and of course then all the muscles uh collapsed because of the constant pain. Um and then my womb and bowel and bladder, the whole lot collapsed because the muscles wouldn't hold them up. It was operation after operation, and uh, and that was a lot, that was a while ago. But it's um, it's never going to be the same again. Never. They tore a disc as well, and oh, I, I had an awful time with it. It was very very painful, and uh, it, I'm never going to recover from it. It's wonderful yeah. that you can, you know, that you can make um, jokes about it and tolerate so uh, generously yes. my sniggers because it, <laughs> um, it obviously changed your life in a, in, a, in a really big way, particularly as you were, you know, so, you, ha- you know, you had this great invention and you were starting on that road to a small business. Yes. And I, I, I was so badly injured, I thought, well, and then I ran out of stock anyway, but I thought, well, I'll get better first. Um, get myself on top of this and then get back into it. But it was years. It was years before. And then I needed the money for the compensation to buy more stock and and really get the business on track again because I was living off money I was earning, um, you know, right from the very beginning on one. But, yeah, it really did throw a spanner in the works and, and it was very frustrating. Well, Lorraine, we look forward to hearing how you um, more about how you overcome that and where you are at this point. And uh, we can't wait to check in with you again in a few weeks to see how it all how it's all going. But thank you very much for talking to us today. Well, I look forward to our next chat. I'm looking forward to the future too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Lorraine. <laughs> You're welcome. That's Lorraine Sullivan and she's our guest on Life Journeys. You're on Afternoons.